Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, always good to hang out and talk with our friend Steve Robinson of The Main Wire. Follow, follow Steve on Twitter at BigSteve207. Oh, man, Steve. It's like um, every time I look around, and, I, and I, you know, sometimes, Steve, I almost have to work myself up into uh, checking out The Main Wire because, like, right now, you go to The Main Wire, the main splash is somebody dared to speak up at another meeting and had the cops called on him by the people running the meeting. So it's like, if for instance, if you go to one of these board of ed meetings and you and you read what the board of ed has deemed appropriate for kids, but you do it at the meeting, then they scramble the cops or some sort of um, incident like this happens. There was another main wire story last year where the the people just castigated the woman because she didn't want her daughter to have a breast apparatus handed to. Her. My question is this, Steve. Um, how does this how does this end? This is just insanity. Well, I mean, obviously, it has to involve elections, uh, particularly when it comes to our school boards. Uh, and I think you're seeing parents are increasingly becoming more activated to go out and attend school board meetings. And in, in this case, uh, this story was from Greeley High School, and the father of one of the students was simply showing pictures from uh, one of the the creepy porn books. That for some reason liberals have decided belong in the hands of every high schooler and middle schooler um, and the, the meeting was even more outrageous because they wouldn't let him talk as long as other people who were in support of the books and when he tried to talk beyond the three minute time limit they gave him they just adjourned the meeting just ended it <laughs> abruptly and then call and then called the police on him all because he wanted to you know say his piece about the weird porn books that they're putting in all the schools uh, it's just a, a bizarre impulse that they have. And the scarier thing is that a lot of this on the left is actually coordinated by left-wing law firms up here. So we've mm. we found records showing how uh, left-wing law firms will go in and coach these school boards uh, and inform them how to, how to deal with parents who are concerned over some of these issues. Uh, and their tactics typically involve 
limiting their time, limiting their ability to speak, making sure you have a cop there in advance in case, you know, the, the jackboot of government really needs to come yeah. down. Uh, but I think there has to be a continued speaking out about this. Um, and because polling has shown, and I'm sure it's, it, it could be the same in Connecticut, but at least in Maine, these are school transparency issues are 70 uh, 30 issues in support of more transparency. Mm. Uh, people want schools getting back to the basics. And I think that the majority of people, when they really think about it, understand that our schools are, should be turning out more engineers and fewer uh, gender yeah. and women's studies majors. Yeah. Uh, I... Well, and I, I think that it's been almost universally the case, especially during the pandemic, that schools have really fallen off in their ability to teach the basics. So you hear over and over like, well, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can teach inclusivity and being nice to people. And we can teach math and reading and all these things. And it turns out that it I don't think they actually can because basically all the school districts in the country, but certainly in a lot of these liberal districts, certainly in a lot of districts where they kept kids out of the school buildings for years during COVID, they're not actually teaching any of the basics anymore. Well, I mean, it's scarcity is just a fact. You have scarce time and scarce resources at a school. So if your school day is eight hours and now all of a sudden we have to have uh, you know, appointments with the social workers, uh, gender uh, uh, ideology, indoctrination, uh, th that's cutting into something else. So what are you losing in order to uh, inject these uh, left-wing political ideas into the classroom? So obviously you're losing out on classical instruction in order to accommodate some of these things. Uh, I also think that one of the issues we're dealing with is what I call the, the equity industrial complex. <laughs> Because there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of this stuff. Uh, the the uh, I'm sure Connecticut schools probably do this. I'm sure they do it in every state. The schools will hire a firm to come in and do an equity audit. And the equity audit, so far as I can tell, it, it most Let uh, me guess. often involves <laughs> it, just determining that find a, some... a school is racist. Yeah. Yes. 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 But the the helpful thing about the equity audit is that the very person who does the audit that identifies you as a racist can supply the trainings for an additional $100,000. Oh, will thank goodness. Wow. They <laughs> sell the cure to that's, that's great. Convenient. <laughs> One-stop shopping, that's awful, good. It's an awful racket. And there are there are some uh, individual consultants operating as small businesses up here uh, formed specifically for this purpose. And they'll get you know, 12, 13, 14 different schools all paying them a monthly retainer of five figures or more. It's It's craziness. But as long as there's money to be made, you're basically guaranteeing that the cries of racism or, uh, you know, uh, I guess, gender based bigotry are going to continue. You know, if you if you if you if your ability to put food on the table depends on finding racism at a school, you're always going to find racism oh, yeah. at a school or a business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't stop with the racism or the gender ideology either. There's also, you know, all the like. ADA compliance type of people too that do this with all the big corporations. That's why you have companies like Microsoft going out there and at their conference there all of a sudden everybody's describing what they look like at the beginning of their talk. You get their pronouns, what native land they're occupying and like what clothes they're wearing and their race and, and all that. I mean like these are all like groups that do this stuff that go to companies and make money this way um, and they you know, 
they have an actual detrimental effect. One thing that I learned recently that actually, I mean, this this didn't happen super recently, but I only recently kind of found out about it is, remember how MIT was offering those like open classroom classes where there were a ton of their lectures and everything free on the internet yes. that you could yeah. do? Well, there's way fewer of them online now. And I saw somebody asking about this, like, why, why did all this stuff get taken down? It's because of accessibility issues. Because you know, the ADA groups complained and said there's not captions and stuff on all these lectures. And so, you know, in order to become compliant, MIT had to either find funds to caption everything or they had to take it down. And they took a bunch of it down, like a ton of it. <laughs> so now nobody gets that's access remarkable. to it. They've equal, it's now equal access. <laughs> yes, that's, but that's, that's what equity is. You know, they've got this idea that uh you know every everyone is going to be lifted up by a focus on equity when usually what happens is anyone who is uh i guess that you know the top is brought low rather yes. than bringing the bottom up mm -hmm. uh, and and you know you have to wonder on that like where where are our gifted and talented programs in our public schools uh we don't have those anymore oh, yeah. those, those would be those would be inequitable long gone cambridge um, won't even offer in cambridge massachusetts won't even offer algebra in middle school anymore because, it's, it's, it's because, just, yeah, I mean, what, because what it was unfair. Some people weren't ready for algebra, so now nobody gets it. That's the the great leveling effect of equity, uh, and you know, it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna go well for us. Uh, you know, I uh, I don't know if you saw the news about the Voyager probe out in uh, space. That uh, it's like I think the object that's the furthest uh, from Earth that's man made, and recently the wrong commands were sent to it, so we just lost track of it. I'm wondering, you know, how many, how many, uh, do, how many DEI employees do we have at NASA, and then does that does that explain why we just lost track of one of our most precious uh, space-based assets? They want to teach the entire uh, probe, Steve. Social, yeah, yeah, social, exactly. emotional spacing. They send very holistic messages. Yes, exactly. Yes, the, the, the probe, the probe is now dysregulated. Yes, I think it's safe to say. Don't uh, censor it, thing Steve. That we, Another thing we saw happened in uh, our schools, which I think Maine Wire was the only outlet that reported, uh, Portland found out that there were more um, uh, non-white students getting suspended than white students. So they got rid of suspensions. <laughs> They'll no longer suspend anybody. Good. Good. That makes the school day better for everybody, I find, is when the people, because normally the problems in a school are generally caused by a very small number of people. And if you cannot remove them from the classroom, then it makes everybody's school day much worse. Well, like Steve is saying, if you reduce the school to rubble, then it's rubble for everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets the same. Exactly, and, disrupted class. And the number of suspend the number of suspensions has never been lower. You know, it's right. like, it's like <laughs> these these, uh, pro these progressive DAs who yeah. uh, you know put out lists of uh, non prosecution lists. These are the crimes we're not going to prosecute anymore, and then they report that crime goes down. Yeah, it's amazing. We stopped arresting people, and now we just don't have any crime stats. That is so incredible because Connecticut is, as last fall, did a report showing that all crime had gone down. In other words, all the crime they could broom, except for murders and rapes, which had spiked. Oh, just those. <laughs> yes, just 23% uh, increase in rapes. Other than that, and then yeah. the Democrats treated it as a, with a smiling, gleaming news uh, a press conference, patting themselves on the back. We uh, we just ran a story yesterday about a, uh, a, a an individual who was uh, found at Starbucks. Uh, he was 
masturbating and uh, putting uh, uh, windshield washer fluid all over the, the place. And he also uh, lightly terrorized Becky's diner. Uh, he was arrested and it turns out we started looking at his criminal record. Uh, he, in 2016, he uh, had the, the newspaper said he had a liaison with a 13 year old girl, <laughs> which involved sex, they right. called it a liaison, but he was still out on the streets. And before that he was arrested for dealing cocaine. So we've got a cocaine dealing, child raping uh, madman rubbing his butt on everything at a Starbucks. Why, why is he uh, free to move about as he pleases? Uh, you would think that a healthy, competent uh, criminal justice system would find a way to incarcerate uh, someone who raped a child for longer than five years. So we're going to play um, crime wave poker here, Steve. I match your uh, perverted Starbucks attacker <laughs> and raise you a one Chan Williams Bay, 27, of Hartford, Connecticut, who um, is out on bond, was out on bond after shooting and killing somebody in 2021, then was arrested on gun charges and made bail for those, and over the weekend shot and killed another person. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. It's weird how that keeps happening. And the story that talked about the original um, gun charges that he was out on bond for, the, the first killing, it was like he shot at somebody else and accidentally killed a bystander, so that like made it less of a big deal somehow. Yeah, that was another liaison, Steve, with the uh, bystander, apparently. Um, but, you know, back to this, the way this works with... Um, and I don't, I mean, Steve, I know that, um, well, you worked for Howie for, but did you work for RKO? Did you work for Intercom ever? You were just working for No, Howie. no, I never worked for, for Intercom. I joined Howie when he went into independent syndication. Right. Okay. So, but, so, and Howie obviously would not be having DEI sessions uh, for the Howie Card Network, but there would be, you know, Odyssey has them uh, and a whole bunch of trainings. I've got hours of trainings to go through. I don't even, I don't have enough time to do all the trainings. It's all online trainings. And iHeart has them, and all these big corporations have them. And it's interesting. There's this it woman. It lets named... the HR people feel like they're doing something to hire all these vendors. Well, and they hire more of themselves. They clone themselves. <laughs> and they... Well, but anyway, the, the, um, the Blockton Reported podcast had Shannon Loys on. Do you know the story? her story? Mm -mm. She was worked as a, a graphic designer in like Portland, Oregon. And they brought in Robin D'Angelo. Before the book came out, Robin D'Angelo, of course, would go to different companies and shake them down and tell them how racist they were and having these trainings. She would bring a black woman with her as well um, and and how to spot racism. And this graphic designer eventually was – she didn't feel comfortable with this. She wants to be a good progressive, but eventually – they taught the employees how to spot racism among each other. So this graphic designer used an old Greek drawing as part of a background of one of her designs, and her colleagues saw it and made out that you could construe some of the lines as a swastika. It wasn't a swastika, but there was a checkerboard oh, a thing. Right. This is creative, creatively interpreting any image you see. To, to turn it into a swastika. That's amazing. Yes, and it was run up, and she was put through the system, et cetera, and got her flogging and did her had to do her public uh, apology, et cetera. But, I mean, we're creating, and I feel terrible, like, we're, we've created this this generation of tattletales of, uh, like, these rats who narc each other out and find, like, joy. Like, these all these unidentifiable gendered people with the short purple hair and the nose ring who are saying, I found this and that, and you're this. It's like this whole world, the, the, this 
LARPing world seems effing miserable, Steve. Oh, it totally does. And you know what? It's it's become it's a power assertion. Like you, when, it was the same thing with COVID. When when you could tell someone, oh, you need to put a mask on, you need to social distance. It's the same with racism. It it allows someone to have power over you and control your behavior. And there's a certain personality type that just really really enjoys uh, trying to exert that power over people. Uh, but if we're while we're playing poker to to raise you a a bizarre liberal <laughs> DEI story. Uh, in my uh, area of Maine and Brunswick, uh, we just had a furious debate over a mural on the side of a mill building. The mural is called Many Stitches Hold Up the Sky. I just texted you a link to the story about it. <laughs> and Many Stitches Hold Up the Sky it was, uh, I think we paid $70,000 for two <laughs> liberal artists from Hollowell to, to paint this thing. And, uh, you know, they, they set out to do a painting that was going to be all about the diversity of the uh, Brunswick area. So there's like, a, you know, there's a French Canadian woman on here. There's a, a young African on here. There's a, an Asian Bowdoin student playing uh, some kind of uh, instrument. Yep. But even this, uh, even this clear attempt at pandering was totally skewered by the left. There was an art critic in the Press Herald who said that it was uh, heinous and outrageous and, and shouldn't be put up, but, but now it's up on the wall. <laughs> Steve, they, the I'm looking at one, these pictures. They did everything right. They did, every they did everything right. They did everything right. But the, the, the complaints was that this there's like an elderly French Canadian woman whose butt sticks out a little bit too much and oh. is too uh, sexually suggestive. The uh, the African-American woman uh, was, it was originally on her knees. Uh, so she had to be painted as right. being on just one knee, not on both knees. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, they're always going to find something to be miserable about. And instead of, instead of, uh, doing many stitches hold up the sky, uh, I recommended that they just paint, uh, a picture of a boardroom of a bunch of white liberals sitting around trying to figure out what would be inoffensive to white liberals. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Isn't that hilarious? And it, so the point is to find, to find an, uh, an offense. So they'll always widen the parameters. So you oh, never yeah. know. Yes. Every 10 minutes, a new thing has happened, and you, God forbid, you know, you may have been in violation of it already. And it's amazing because... Yeah, like, you might have been in violation 10 years ago. You might have tweeted something that you didn't know was offense, going to be offensive 10 years from now. Yes, retroactively, we can, we've, we suck you into today's new um, filtering system. But it's the same thing with, the, with that statue of Abe Lincoln in Park Square in Boston where the slaves are, like, thanking Abe Lincoln for his freedom at his feet that was, that was paid for and brought to uh, Park Square by freed slaves. As a way to like uh, you know to, to thank you for the Emancipation Proclamation, they felt strongly that it was a nice gesture for him to free them. And after the George George Floyd stuff, they decided the city of Boston took it down because the slave looked too um, because it looked too sub um, submissive submissive to Abraham Lincoln to Lincoln who's touching his head or something. He was like kneeling. Slaves bought and paid for that. Freed slaves in Boston. But woke students um, who go to Suffolk University in 2020 know better than freed slaves. I mean, this is this is a consequence of our lack of uh, good education around American history, really. I mean, these these kids, uh, you know, can get awful angry about a statue. But I wonder if they know uh, who wrote the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> you know, it's if they if they properly understood American history, mm. I think that they would orient themselves a little differently. Um, also, I, you know, 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'd be... While we're, while we're talking about the DEI stuff, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, the Maine has hired a new diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging specialist. It's, uh, we've added belonging to DEI now. Uh, her name is Shiva Darabandi, and she, her, she used to be a librarian, and she commented uh, to the Chronicle for Higher Education last year, modern American libraries are rooted in a history of white supremacy and exclusion. The lack of diversity in the field today is a consequence of that design. True change will only take place when leaders are willing to make sacrifices, relinquish power in pursuit of equity, and center uh, BIPOC voices. Uh, so libraries an, are racist. The Dewey, the Dewey Decimal thing. System is racist. What an incredible thing. And it's especially ironic because libraries are one of the places that seem to me to be one of the biggest hotbeds of liberalism around. But it just goes to show you that you can let the woke activists come into your institution, tell you how to run everything. You know, you can let them come in, run your library, get rid of all the classic books, uh, replace them with pornographic books in the children's section. And, you know, they'll, they still will throw your entire industry under the bus and tell you that it's white supremacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And you would think libraries would be something we could all support. They're a great, yeah. a great equalizing thing. And, you know, there are a lot of people who have been lifted out of poverty because they had access to the books that were, in some cases, written by white men and available to oh, them yeah. in libraries. Uh, I mean, just yeah, Thomas Sowell, Ben Carson, absolutely. Yeah, Reading saved their lives. We actually, we spent some time this summer at the Poland Springs Resort in Maine and, um, talking with the woman who owns it and her husband was self-educated at the at the boston public library um as well and made a library inside that hotel that resort complex so yeah. it's really an incredible story and america's full of stories like that because we're not supposed to be a credentialist you know dei society we're supposed to be a society that gives access to people and lets them create their own destiny yes but well let me just kind of segue here because this is a news story that I actually heard on a radio station, and some of these, it was hilarious to hear because most of this cannot be pronounced. It cannot be pronounced. But we've got a problem at the southern border, right? Obviously, fentanyl pouring through crime, human trafficking, it's a nightmare, etc. Six million just during the Biden administration are now in this country, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. And I, many of them are up with Steve, as a matter of fact, in uh, Maine. Actually, right Massachusetts just declared a state of emergency yes. today, too. But listen to this. Here's Politico. 
President Joe Biden Tuesday will create a new national, national monument in Arizona covering close to a million acres of land surrounding the Grand Canyon important to nearby Native American tribes. So he's down there in Arizona, not on the border. He is um, dedicating a new Native American land. Now, this is the part that the news person read that was fantastic to hear. The Baj Nawabjo Ita Kuvveni as strand, uh, ancestral footprints of the Grand Canyon National Monument will be the fifth designated by Biden in the past 10 months. Can we come up with an acronym for that or something? <laughs> the Baj Nawabjo Ita Kuvveni. Like, is, is this the one that's going to shut down uranium mining around yes, here? Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, gr great. So the the big uh, the big time Russia hawk is going to use his national monuments authority to make us more dependent on Russian uranium. This is a fantastic yes. policy. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that that won't end poorly. I, I oh, mean, I don't Lord. even. So, Steve. So, so before we let you go here, let's just talk about that. This president is not only obviously he is he is mentally shot at this point. Um, and physically sh shot, shuffling along, and that's fine. He's always been a blowhard. He's always been a donkey of sorts. Um, but he's a terrible president, and this is degrading the nation. He's been co-opted a lot by a lot of these progressive uh, psychotics, and it's just a. And he's a jerk too, as a matter of fact. He, he just is. He probably was taking bribes from etc. Can Donald Trump beat this guy in the in the general? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that Donald Trump could beat him in a general election. Uh, you know, I think that there's there's certainly a good case to be made that, uh, given all the dirty chicks that they're trying to throw at Trump, uh, you mm -hmm. know, like with uh, Jack Smith's indictment, yeah. that he has to be the nominee in order to reject this uh, idea that deep state operatives get to determine who's going to be the G GOP nominee. Um, so I think that there would be value in that. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't know that he's uh, disciplined enough to take the steps that you would need to take to win an election, Yeah, uh, as, particularly when it comes to mail-in voting. I mean, the Republican Party, uh, it, with few exceptions, is, is way far behind the Democrats when it comes to mail-in voting, early voting and all that stuff. And but part of that is because President Trump in 2020 discouraged it and talked about how it was fraudulent and encouraged his supporters to show up and vote in person on election day. But the 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 rules of modern elections have changed now. We don't have election day, we have election month. Yeah. And until you have the political power to to change that and bring it more in line with past historical practices of just having an election day with limited absentee voting, you got to play by the rules as they are. So you you need would need President Trump to come out and say, look, we're going to have the biggest, bestest uh, uh, mail-in voting operation ever, early voting, registration, that kind of thing. Yeah, ballot harvesting, uh, you know, everything they do, we need to do. Exactly. We'll put, I want ballot boxes at every church, yep. shooting range, and casino, uh, you know, anywhere uh, conservatives congregate. I want to put some ballot boxes there. Yes. Oh, you don't you don't you don't want to have uh, you you want ballot boxes everywhere? Okay, let's play by those rules. I don't know if if Trump or his organization is willing or able to do those kinds of things. That to be fair, uh, most most uh, presidential campaigns, Republican presidential campaigns, have struggled with. Yeah. Because um, they are they are hard, massive, national, uh, logistically challenging things to do. Uh, but that's what I think would be required. In order to to win an election, and and also having a, a robust legal effort to uh, to clamp down or fight or challenge some of the shenanigans like we saw in 2020, yeah, allowing unsigned ballots, uh, you know, um, uh, accepting uh, mail-in ballots that come in late, uh, those are the things where you need to have a lawyer in every state ready to go. 
uh, ready to challenge mm -hmm. those because you know that you know that there's going to be some dirty tricks. Um, and the other thing is, uh, the guy needs to get back on Twitter. Twitter's Twitter mm -hmm. is uh, is is no longer being censored. Uh, you know, no one's no one's seeing your stuff at, on Truth Social. Yeah, but you, you think that that's good that if, if he's on Twitter, you think it's good because the left will make an end of the world uh, news story about every single tweet that he makes. But he's still. I mean, it, it all depends on how he's using social media. Um, you know, they're still doing that with everything he puts on Truth Social. I just yeah. think that his his reach and his ability to uh, um, you know continue building a movement would be much greater if he would uh, come back to Twitter and start using it uh, the, the yeah. same way he used it in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, he's a very, very he's a very effective user of Twitter. And and to be to be frank, some of the um, some of the things that he caught the most shit for. Uh, over the years, posting to Twitter uh, looks pretty good now. Has yes, it does. Well. <laughs> uh, you know, the, there was the the infamous tweet about him saying that uh, you know he was being spied on or yep. had his wires tapped. Uh, yeah, it turns out all of that was true. For four years, deep state operatives ran a sustained campaign to hamstring and undermine his presidency, and later uh, uh, stop him from winning the election. Uh, yeah. So when, when they when they talk about voter fraud or whether the election was rigged, absolutely the, the election was rigged. Mm -hmm. It might not have been, uh, you know, at the poll worker level, but the decision to engage in a broad censorship campaign on social media, that was part of it for sure. Yeah. That was part of it. Well, I and, remember then, and all the of the all of the probes into his uh, uh, his activities, his phone call with the Ukrainians. There all you of go. That, all of that was part of an attempt to to create a narrative and steer the election in one direction. And it was done with taxpayer money. Yeah, you're so right about that. And it was, it turned out to be a pretty perfect phone call, pretty prescient phone call, as a matter of fact. He was on to something because his own Justice Department wouldn't do the job, so he did the job. So I hope yeah, that... it's just a sad, a sad, sad indictment of our culture that yeah. you've got, you've got one guy who made a phone call asking to investigate like obvious naked corruption. And then you've got the guy who did the corruption on video, basically explaining the scheme and bragging about it. Yep. And now also payment records and just a mountain of evidence, uh, you know, suggesting that Biden and Hunter were in business together yep. and their business was peddling influence. Yep. Millions of dollars worth of influence peddling. The media seems remarkably incurious about this, right. except for uh, right of center outlets. But it's, you know, even even with this stuff, I don't know if if. Uh, how influential it'll be in a presidential election if Biden's on the on the ticket, which it's not really clear that Biden will be on the ticket. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know, Gavin, Gavin Newsom looks like he's uh, you know taking some practice swings in the in the uh, uh, on deck circle. Yeah, why wouldn't he? And it's as far as that stuff is, it's also tragic now that, of course, the the Department of Justice is not indicting Hunter for any of the stuff which would stop the clock on the statute of limitations. So they're just going to let this stuff expire. And this this president who probably took bribes, which would be the certainly the most corrupt thing that we found any president to, to do, will get away scot-free. And the Democrats won't have to acknowledge acknowledge that it happened. And it's it, it's like, talk about, they complain and they talk about January 6th while doing things that cause January 6th. So that's what they're doing here. As far as getting the Republicans doing get out the vote stuff, we don't have the labor unions to help us. But we certainly there's a lot of people wearing red hats at these rallies. Maybe they could, uh, you know, take a um, on the ground uh, GOTV course and uh, and to uh, make things happen that way. And school board meetings, you know, there's mm. you know, when when a hundred parents show up to a school board meeting and they're all angry about a lack of transparency or or crazy progressive ideas replacing basic instruction. 
maybe somebody should be there collecting uh, names and emails and organizing yeah. those people. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they're activated enough to go to a school board meeting, they'll they'll probably uh, set up a voter registration table at their church. Yeah, it, it's really true that the the right has consistently lacked the organization to to take those steps, and there have there have been, I mean. Throughout the whole of my political life, there have been movements with a lot of energy on the right going back even like to the Tea Party. And, you know, I have friends who were at some of those Tea Party rallies saying, why is no one collecting voter registrations at these like right now? Why is no one doing this? And, you know, and a lot of the energy of those movements then gets sucked up by these, you know, big name consulting group grifter projects that collect names and and use them, put them on mailing lists to send them pleas for donations constantly that just go to the consultant class more and and enrich themselves. I mean, it, and I, I blame that, honestly, for a lot of the sort of political floundering of the right over the last decade or so is really just, you know, allowing the, the, the Washington, D.C. consulting class to suck up all the energy of these movements where people are legitimately angry about legitimate things and and you know the the right for a long time got a lot of people elected to do something about these issues and didn't do anything about them yeah and i, I would say as as bad as republicans are at doing this kind of thing the democrats are really really good at it and they're good about uh finding uh ways to leverage government power in order to protect their own power like, uh, you know, when you go to sign up for an EBT card or welfare benefits, oh, would you like to register to vote? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, would you yeah. like to enroll in the De in the Democrat Party? Yeah. Um, so they find they find all kinds of ways to uh, to, uh, I guess, gain a an advantage, whether fair or unfair in elections. I mean, including the Zuckerbucks thing. I don't know yeah. if you guys have looked much at the Zuckerbucks thing, but mm -hmm. there was there was a bill in the main legislature that would have prevented people from. Uh, coming in and, and using private funding around elections, because the, the reason they get away with it is because they say it's just a nonpartisan get out the vote, but they'll do it in Maine and they'll do it just in Portland. So they're, huh, they're, right. they're, they're, they're just they're getting out the vote in a nonpartisan way, but they're just doing it in a place where they know there's a huge Democrat advantage. So they're most likely turning out just Democrats. Mm -hmm. the, the legislature shot down a bill that would have prevented that kind of uh, uh, election interference by yeah. a guy like Mark Zuckerberg. And of course, municipalities uh, are always dying to have the financial help one way or the other because they're always crunched for cash. So if somebody like Zuckerberg's coming in and saying, we'll give you money to help you run your elections better you know, the the municipalities are saying, yes, please, sign. where do we sign up? But yeah, one way around it would certainly be to get Republicans to donate to causes like that as well. Uh, another way around it, and Steve, we'll let you go here, but I just, uh, there will be some people who are listening to this um, who will have been hitting the 30-second uh, button since the beginning, waiting for certain keywords to appear. Um, what about places? What about places like Plymouth, the Minifans? That's a good place to. Uh... <laughs> that's a good. That's a good place to resettle some migrants. I loved. I loved. I loved Maura Healy's uh, comments uh, uh, earlier today. She said, "State of emergency. You know, yeah. we're in chaos. Uh, but migrants, please continue coming." <laughs> it was basically the long and short of her letter. You know, and it, in Maine, they're doing the same thing. You know, the, the Maine governor just said uh, uh, her plan is to uh, bring 75,000 new workers to Maine over the next five years. 
So, and that she's creating the office of new Americans in order to resettle, resettle migrants throughout the state. Uh, it's just remarkable. We're, we're in the middle of a genuine humanitarian crisis. There's 300 tents in Portland with people sleeping on the streets, most of them uh, suffering from addiction. Uh, our basketball gymnasium where the Red Claws or the, the main Celtics play is filled up with 300 refugee families. Uh, every shelter is at max capacity. Uh, it's the same thing in Massachusetts, and these liberals can't muster the uh, the uh, wherewithal to say no more migrants, no more migration. We can't do it. It's not yeah. humane. No, they're, the... they're still they're so beholden to this liberal yeah. idea that uh, you know our our communities are going to be the tool we use to finally stop global poverty and racism everywhere it exists. Yeah, yeah. No, I mentioned uh, Plymouth because I, I literally think that a lot of those are a lot of those Minifans are are conservatives. And like just to make oh, yeah. sure registering no, to vote, a good good spot yeah, to get well, registered to vote. If you're gonna, send, I'm, if you're gonna I'm send, sure, a... I'm sure Kirk wouldn't allow that. <laughs> I think yeah, it didn't come from me. Don't go to I know he was he was flirting with a Senate bid though. I think he wanted to run for senator. He was speculating about Ooh. that. So that it could be a could be, could happen sometime soon. Very interesting. Well, what about Main Wire? Any events for the Main Wire? Is something, anything stewing? Anything going to be coming up? Yeah, we got some stuff we're working on with the New Hampshire Journal. Nothing to announce at, at this point in time, but we're looking to hold some some pretty big events. And uh, we've got some some good stories that we'll be posting later today. Uh, some some crime stories. Some Lewiston men in the news. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Is uh, as usual, you guys follow Steve Robinson, Big Steve two hundred seven on Twitter. Go to the main wire. Steve, uh, we kept you extra here, but you're always great in uh, good shooting uh, shooting the breeze with you, my friend. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Alice. Thanks, Tom. Take care. All right, Steve. Thanks, man. Hey, no, no. Thanks for the invite. Anything? I was, any- <laughs> I was gonna I to read to you. So, Maine has a uh, an intranet, uh, so it's yes. only accessible to state employees. And it's fill, it's like the DEI mothership. It's just filled with articles. Like if you want to voluntarily go subject yourself to more DEI training, this website has thousands of articles. Like, uh, are you racist? No, isn't a good enough answer. Oh, no. Decolonization is for everyone. White privilege, unpacking the invisible knapsack. Uh, did you really just say that? Here's advice on how to confront microaggressions. Whether you're a target, <laughs> bystander, or perpetrator. Healing from the effects of internalized oppression. First impressions of the LGBTQI community. What is, what is your transgender inclusion story? It's just, it's never ending. I don't know how the people find the energy to do this. It's, it's freaking, it's freaking fantastic. Have you heard uh, Justin Trudeau saying the LGBTQI plus thing? He's been practicing it. No, I haven't. What Listen to this. 2SLGBTQI plus. Oh. <laughs> is a new one. 2SL. For, for, for for a second, I thought you said Justin Trude- uh, Trudeau. Trudeau, <laughs> uh, Kirk, Kirk's, Kirk's intern. Yeah, no, I have heard the thing with Trudeau. I'm 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 shocked. I must say that he's uh, separating from his lovely wife. I thought that was a, a match made in heaven. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.